0: The following message was recorded at Shades Valley Community Church in Homewood, Alabama. For more information and resources from Shades Valley, please visit us at ShadesValley.org. Shades, I invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Next week, next Sunday, we will begin a new series in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, many of you are probably familiar with Matthew's chapter 5 through 7, infamously known as the Sermon on the Mount. So we'll begin a new series creatively titled The Sermon. But today, uh, today is actually a body life Sunday, which for some of you, that got you really excited. It's your favorite service of the year. And for others of you, you wish you'd known beforehand so you could have stayed home. And for others of you, you're confused. You're like, what in the world is a Body Life Sunday? It's a special service that we do twice a year. People think we do it all the time. We do it twice a year, y'all. So yeah, it's a special service we do twice a year. And what we do is, uh, during the time in which we would normally hear the preached word, uh, instead we hear words of testimony. Testimony from you, from the body. We open up this microphone, a very scary thing to some people. But we open up this microphone and we get to hear what God is doing in the lives of people in our body. Hence the term body life. This is not a soapbox time. It's not political opinion hour. It's not time for like mini sermons or anything like that. It's a time for testimony for you to bear witness to what God is doing in your life. Testimony is a part of biblical worship that honestly has been lost in a lot of modern settings. Uh, I just go throughout the Psalms. Some of the Psalms are literally testimonies of worshipers that they would give calling the congregation to hear their reasons for praising God. There are testimonies that worshipers would give as they offered their sacrifice on the altar. They would stand beside it, let everybody know why they're offering the sacrifice, and call them to join in the worship and praise of God. It's a part of biblical worship, and so One of the ways that we have tried to recapture this in our worship at Shades is through body life. And I don't know about you, but this morning, I need to hear. People test. I need to hear the people of God testify to how it is that God is at work in their lives. How it is that they are being sustained having joy in Jesus. Because, if I'm honest, right now, in this season, it can be hard to have joy in Jesus. It can be so hard and difficult. And yet... As I continue to read Scripture again and again, Scripture unabashedly stares into the darkest and the hardest places in our lives and declares again and again, yep, there, precisely there, when it's darkest and hardest in your life, there is where true joy in Jesus is most deeply found. That's how the Sermon on the Mount starts right here in Matthew chapter 5. It starts with a list that we call... The Beatitudes. It's a list of people who experience true fullness of joy. If you were going to make a list of people who experience true fullness of joy in life, what would your list sound like? Would it sound like this? Matthew 5 and verse 3. Blessed. It's the word makarios in Greek. It means truly joyful. Full joy. Fullness of joy be translated as happiness or one scholar translates it as flourishing blessed's not the greatest translation right there unless you're thinking of the state of blessedness blessed happy truly joyful is the one we'll talk more about that next week but look at jesus's list truly joyful are the poor in spirit Verse 4, truly joyful are those who mourn. How you make sense out of that? Verse 5, truly joyful are the meek, or those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Truly joyful are the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers. Those might sound like positive things, but those are typically the people who end up on the underside of society's boot. You don't believe me? Just look at what Jesus says next in verses 10 and 11. Truly joyful are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Those are the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers. Those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Truly joyful are you, shades, when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Isn't that when you've got joy? When you've been slandered? And yet, verse 12, Jesus says, Rejoice and be glad. Jesus sounds insane. Is it just me? Like, we're so used to this list that we read it positively, and it's not positive. Jesus sounds crazy. His his list of those who experience true joy, it's straight up insane. It seems upside down. And that's because it is. And that is precisely why these people experience fullness of joy. Because Jesus' kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. Where the first shall be last, the last shall be first. Where those who try to keep their life, hang on to it, grab it, will lose it. But those who lose their lives for his sake in the gospel will find true life. It's an upside-down kingdom where life itself comes through death because it's a kingdom that comes through the cross. The cross, the darkest, hardest place ever, and Scripture unabashedly, unashamedly declares there, yep, there, precisely there is where true joy in Jesus is found. Like through the cross, that's where the poor in spirit find joy. Because look at the rest of verse 3. Happy, joyful are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Through the cross. Through the cross is how those who mourn find true joy, because verse 4 says, for they shall be comforted. Through the cross, Christ has turned everything upside down. Including death itself. Turned it upside down. Resurrection. Reversal. Redemption. It's a turning over and upside down of everything. Christ has turned everything upside down through the cross so that those that the world normally tramples on in order to possess this world, the meek, the merciful, the peacemakers, yeah, they will, we're told right here, they will inherit the earth. They will receive mercy. They will be called sons of God. So right here, right now, no matter what they face, no matter what we face, even if others revile us, insult us, and utter all kinds of evil against us falsely on Jesus' account, we can rejoice and be glad because we get the reward of the upside-down kingdom of Christ. His cross guarantees it. So, So, this morning, I'm just curious if anyone can testify to this upside-down kingdom. I'm curious if right now, in the midst of whatever you are facing or going through, in the midst of this season, can you testify to God being at work, fanning the flame of joy in Jesus in you? I'm not asking, can anyone come up and in the midst of a really hard season give a giddy Chipper testimony, if you can, that's great, fine, fantastic. But that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking if you can testify to the sustaining power of God amidst the hard and the dark. like Shades, can we testify to true joy in Jesus? Due to the sensitive nature of some of the testimonies shared during our Body Life services, we do not include these in our podcast If you are a member of Shades Valley Community Church and were not able to attend during this recent Body Life service, please contact us at office at shadesvalley.org in order to obtain an audio copy of the testimonies. Thank you for listening.